Hi everyone, EJ here. I am very much looking forward to Terra Mysticon in, I mean it's not that long now, end of September. Uh, if you are going to be there, come and say hi. I'm looking forward to meeting you. Um, should be really good fun. This is a conversation with the RKM who has been running something called Ludicrous Terra Mystica, um, the tournament called Weltmeister Pokal in Germany. And it is basically a way of playing Terra with a high player count. So like um, more than the standard five max all the way up to 10 or whatever. He says the world record would be if we could get 12 people to play. So this is chiefly a conversation about that. And then um, you'll hear that we talk about the fact that he and I have discussed potentially whether we could run a game of this at Terra Mysticon. Now, as you'll hear, we're not really sure of the logistics of that, of the timing of that, um, how to fit it in in terms of the schedule of the convention, people's... Um, activities and then also just like practically in terms of space etc so it's not worked out but if this is something that you'd be interested in please get in touch with me um on discord or email fire to on air at gmail.com um and we'll try and work something out we'll see how we go but even if we don't end up playing um take this is this is just a cool opportunity to hear uh RKM talk about uh, this cool idea of playing with loads of people. I like it. It is ludicrous indeed. Um, and take a look at his Discord server, which talks about the annual game they have in Germany. Uh, and if you're sort of local to that or you'd want to travel, consider going to that game in, in Germany and maybe we could make that into an even bigger game than it normally is. Uh, so yeah, please enjoy this conversation. I've not done too much editing on it because editing on it, because I'm just going to release it because it's got to be out before Mysticon. Um, good games. Yeah. Get in touch with any thoughts and enjoy life. Enjoy Mysticon if you're going there and yeah. Cheers everyone. Hello. Guten Abend. Guten Abend. <laughs> How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm fine. I I just lost the game. Ah. <laughs> um, uh... Yeah, but uh, yeah. <laughs> what were you playing? Were you playing map crazy map generator or anything? Or uh, yes, like random generations uh uh yeah and we played with we actually played with fire and ice uh and scoring and fires and ice factions so yeah fun nice yeah but yeah i i again noticed that i don't like the end scoring <laughs> but okay. I, I notice it often but i always uh I, I say, okay, we can try it again. <laughs> <laughs> and then I again notice, oh, actually, I don't like it. But, um, yeah. 
and I almost like I had to make a decision in the last round uh, to not get a town finished and instead build a dwelling at a seemingly stupid place and in order to be better in the in the end scoring for the distance i think that would have been better than finishing the town which is yeah uh, which it seems yeah. kind of nuts to me yeah that's end scoring isn't it yeah it can be yeah uh, yeah yeah tricky decisions right um cool uh let's talk ludicrous tm and terra mysticon yeah uh although uh, yeah i so first thing i wanted to ask because i didn't ask you before so you met what what are we what's your username what's your username what's your actual name what are we calling you uh so i'm uh Isidore, or actually ekm so these you see this dare and this ekm ekm are the initial letters of my full of my full name so i'm actually also in real life often called ekm so this is actually a really good compromise between a uh, username and real name. So actually EKM. Uh, yeah. Which is I-K-M in, in exactly, English. Yes. The EKM. Uh, cool. Cool. Um, so you do this mad. Well, it's not mad. It's ludicrous ludicrous terra mystica um do you want to briefly say like what the history of it is and and like how long you've been doing it where it started what yeah where did it come from um okay so where do we start actually uh I, the the initial the inaugural event was just my first promotion party when I got promoted from Division 5 in Terra Snellman to Division 4 in my very first season. Uh, and I just, uh, yeah, I just uh, uh, got, got some beer and uh, told the people we have beer and we have Terra Mystica. And then many, uh, uh, attended and then suddenly we were seven people on the board yeah and it was uh, really yeah uh, so it was really crowded and yeah it was a, a really fun event and we were really loud and had a lot of fun and uh, so it got so it was so much fun that like uh, it was I think six months later, or uh, three uh, Terras Nerman seasons later, I got promoted again to Division Three, and so I intended to do the same again. Uh, and yeah, and then yeah, at some point I decided I just make it a yearly event because we at then at point we had one of these uh, ludicrous games in 2014 and one in 2015 and yeah so i made it a yearly event um and by the time i also adjusted rules so that it's uh like the game becomes a bit more 
yeah, a, a bit more balanced because um so yeah but we can come to that i guess mm. okay so it's it's been a it's, you've been doing this for a long time this is i'm just looking at your tm tour profile you were there in season two so this is a long running uh thing you've been doing yes uh, as i said in 2014 there was the first uh but at this point it was only seven players so we could also argue that um it was like you can play seven player tm on a normal map on snellman so it's not that uh, yeah. Play, but yeah <laughs> still uh, quite crowded uh and you've so mostly it's just your is it just your like friends from over in germany but you've had like you had halai show up to a game was that last year uh yes it was last year yeah, actually, um, it was yeah, it was all, always my friends, but I was really um, expanding my uh, like my community uh, because I really like to play Terra Mystica, and like the Snellman was not quite enough for me um, because I mean, uh, real life games are kind of cooler because. I mean, on Terra Snellman, you can think too much. You you have this sure. planning tool, and I was sitting on it all day. And <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, like table games are a bit more chilled. And uh, yeah, so that led to a kind of policy where I uh, said, okay, I need. It's hard to get the players uh, for that. But I just uh, created a very big roster of people that I uh, recruited time by time. And when I had like 15 people to play with, it it kind of worked in the way that I can spontaneously ask, can we play this evening? And out of 15, mostly two or three are agreeing. Sometimes it's maybe four, five, maybe six. But this was also really good. Uh, which was, I mean, this is another reason to um, to find rules for ludicrous TM. So I'm prepared for any cases when there's maybe at a normal evening, even if there are five uh, guests coming or six, and we're sec six or seven players, we can still deal with that. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think this was also part of the motivation to uh expand that yeah and then overall it's yeah <laughs> so when if i'm like meeting with friends and that you know there's because like seven is a pretty awkward number right for games it's like not many games play to seven so i'm like oh you know well i want to play scythe but it's only is scythe six yeah it's six oh uh, maybe I'm, whatever but then you but i like that rather than like going through all the games to see what plays this number is like no we'll just make the game play that number and it's fine you can just do it it's very yeah very pragmatic attitude <laughs> yeah and it's i mean usually this is just uh i mean this is just an insurance like in in 99 of cases you won't be more than five players like as i said yeah. i asked my roster of 15 friends are you playing this evening and there's a very low uh, probability that uh, more than five players will be there in the end 
but it's good to be prepared. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. And and so we're, we're sort of like the main point of this is to talk about Terramysticon. But that event in Germany, which you have like a, a Discord server called Welt, hang on, let me pronounce it, Weltmeister Pokal. Uh, yes, Christian. exactly. Not uh, bad. Yeah, it's uh, it's very uh, accurate. Um, yeah, I mean, this name was kind of given at the, I think, at the inaugural event. It, uh, yeah, it was more like a, it, it was a funny name. Just uh, it was world championship. Yeah, it actually means so. It actually is a word mix of um, Weltmeister, like v world champion, and uh, uh, Europa Pokal, which means kind of European championships. And this is actually like a, a football fan. Yeah, I shouldn't say songs. It's not really a song. It's just a, uh, something they... <laughs> They yell, and uh, we even uh, like mixed that together, and like for no reason. But we we gave it if the um, uh, so the the whole event got this name from that, uh, like the World Championship Cup sort of thing. Yeah, kind of that. So it's kind of doubled. So it it doesn't make a lot of sense, but it shouldn't because I mean it's not really a World Championship by any means. But uh, I was already thinking about we we could argue it's the world championship of Ludacris TM. I think but, you can definitely argue that. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. that is that is really arguable. <laughs> yeah. Um, but would you say that that event is like if people in Europe or even from further afield wanted to attend, are they welcome to like talk to you about it and try and join in at some point? Is that is that fair to say? Uh, definitely, yes. Um, so, uh, okay, so the answer is definitely yes. <laughs> uh, um, don't worry, I don't think you're going to get thousands of people attending based on this small podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. So, uh, yeah, yeah, what we do then. Um, so I believe this will not happen from today to tomorrow, or maybe it will. I don't think so, but uh, uh, so what will we do then? I mean, I will need to need to get a venue for that because a normal house will not be sufficient. And Okay, wait, I think the main question is, do we play with a thousand people on one board? Or was that the question? No, I guess I'm saying, I, I'm just saying that if people who aren't at Terramysticon, for example, or people in the future would like to play Ludicrous TM, they can talk to you about the practicalities of, of joining you in, in Germany in future, potentially. That's of another course. option. Uh, so yeah, so they uh, uh, players are very welcome to join us. Uh, we think about doing it like every second weekend in September, but we wanted to do it this year, and we uh, needed to reschedule for some reasons. 
uh, but I try to get some consistency in that. But also, if uh, players want to uh, set something up like that anywhere else in the world, I, I will always uh, help them if if there's unclarity about anything, um, the rules and. Uh, uh, mm. So I'm not telling them the rules. They can figure out how it is. But if they are very unsure, um, they can ask me. Uh, I'm just giving advices how to extend the rules for to make it suitable for ten players yeah. or how many. However, that said, I love the idea that maybe one day there will be a thousand people descending on Germany and a huge. You will have to find a massive venue and a huge, a huge terramistica board, but that's further into the future. Not yeah, not but yet. I think it's, I don't think it's realistic. But uh... <laughs> so you mention the rules. So yeah, I'll, I'll link to your Discord server in the in the notes so people can have a look at that Discord, and it's got um, all the history of the games. You can see the uh, the sort of the um in history there's the sort of role of honor which has you winning in 2018 with darklings and then halai winning in 2022 with Oren. so that's all there for people if they want to see that but the rules um like you said it's not it's ludicrous it's not uh absolutely set uh there's no official rules for this so this is what you do but Broadly, how does it work in terms of um, the setup, the rules of the game? Like, how do you take turns? Um, and then stuff like, how do you decide? Are there still single copies of favor tiles? Are there still single copies of power actions? How, like, what works? How does that all work? Uh, it's actually very. Uh, so most things are very straightforward. So. It, uh, consider in a in a normal four player game uh, and on a normal map you have something like I think I once calculated it's 112 tiles or so 112 hexes per player uh, wait overall so per player it's around 28 tiles so this means when you're 10 players you will need a map out of 280 tiles I actually okay I think I, I calculate with 27 tiles per player, which includes river tiles, by the way. Um, so this is for the map. And I it kind of works the same for most things, like for favorite tiles. So, uh, so for, at four players, you have three-fourths of a favorite tile per player. Mm. Copies, I mean. So yeah. if you're 10, you will use something like seven or maybe eight if you round up i usually I, I would round down probably because i would not always reference to the uh, circumstances for four players but but maybe for 4.3 or something like that um because so why maybe it's just my i prefer it this way you want uh, a bit of scarcity and you yeah you want that yeah that sort of you don't want it to be abundant with earth ones or whatever yes uh yeah but there's also things that are a bit harder to figure out 
because if you think about the priest spots, like there is one priest spot for three cult in each cult. Um, so imagine you are maybe six players. So you would scale that to one and a half. But one and a half is quite like, how do you do it? Do it, you do it one, it will be probably too less, two will be too much. Uh, and for that purpose, I use something like mixed, uh, like mixed places. Uh, I do, so we can rephrase it in a way. In four players, there's four, uh, four, cult priest spots for three cult overall in all four cults so with six you have six um, mm. spots but you don't want to prefer one color over the other and for that reason you do mixed spots something like um maybe you get maybe you get a, a priest spot two air plus one earth or something like that and yeah, and you try to balance it out so that uh, still each cult has is not there's no cult that kind of has less spots than another. Yeah, I I hadn't even considered the priest spots, but yeah, the fact that there are three, you've even thought about that. So that sh yeah, I think that shows that you've definitely uh, thought about this quite a lot. Um, I need and to I'm just... find out maybe that uh, I didn't figure that out at once. I mean, we've played uh, this uh, this event now nine times already, and it came by time. You notice there is kind of a bug, and here is kind of a bug there, and you think about ways how to how to fix that by the time, and then you figure out rules and. You figure out by the time. Okay, this is actually really logical with uh, when you say. Uh, uh, I I don't want I don't maybe I shouldn't use the word linear regression because it's kind of just that, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, see, yes, and it's maths as well. Yeah, I'm just looking at the Discord, and you've got you've got a a, a, a constant R, which is like your player number, and then N. You've got N players with R. Yeah, so it's all mathematical. So R is the reference. So, yeah. the ref uh, so the reference, if you say the normal game has four players, then you would scale it in such a way that you have the same proportions as in four players for, per player. Uh, I would say our current reference number is a bit over four, something like maybe 4.2 or 4.3. <laughs> very... Um... Yeah, very precise. And then it's specifically the one I was thinking of is, and I think someone asked you, is power action. So like the bridge action, the double dig, is that again scaled? Is that scaled uh, also? Of course it is. I mean, uh, so I, I think it's pretty logical. So if you're, maybe I didn't... Uh, didn't say that enough. Uh, so the, the game should be scaled in such a way that it feels kind of normal. You don't have to play a very different game. It's just like things are similar as in a normal game. Uh, mm. So, yeah. But power actions is another thing where we do like half things sometimes. If you have like 
if if uh, three times having the seven gold power action would be too much and two would be too less we add a kind of a half action in two uh, we we add a half action which gives like four gold for three power something like that oh nice okay that's really smart that's so good <laughs> oh, i love it it's not ludicrous at all it's very logical and sensible it's it's sensible terra mystica yeah um, so the the term ludicrous uh i've not so so i don't i didn't know that word too much actually but i couldn't call it giant tm so i used any other word that i at least heard once uh, sure. so i used ludicrous i maybe it's maybe it's misleading but I don't know. Maybe the TMXXL would have been uh, would have been more logical to native speakers. I don't know, but now it's ludicrous TM. <laughs> ludicrous is more fun, and I think when you first, it's it's a good name because when you first see. So when I saw the photos of you playing, and you see like it, it does look to my English speaking definition of ludicrous. It does look ludicrous it looks hilarious uh when you're so used to normal terra mystica but i like the fact that it looks ludicrous but actually under the hood you've really thought about this and it's it's a kind of well-defined uh yeah there are quite yeah there's a sensible undertone to what looks like something very ludicrous so i like the name very much it's good yeah uh maybe i don't know if we want to uh go through the other game elements but i can quickly tell i didn't scale everything for example i believe that the three cult uh favorite tiles the main feature mm. of them in my opinion is that they are unique and if you take it no one other can, no one else can take it and for that reason we never scale those there will always only be one copy of those and Another thing that is kind of hard, uh, so I don't want to scale the bridge actions because this would be, I think, boring. Bridge action is not taken often. And the main problem, or wait, well, it's actually kind of expensive as well. But having to worry for getting the bridge is a part of the game, in my opinion. and. We shouldn't scale that, but as a to make up for that, we added a bonus tile to the game that lets you build a bridge for free. So you can either try to get the bonus tile or you can try to get the bridge action. So this is oh. how we got out of that. Uh, yeah, but it also leads to like sometimes getting a bridge for free is also kind of a new mechanic. Yeah. Right. Very interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Um, right, because you run out of bonus tiles, bonus scrolls. Exactly. Ah, oh, so you've added. Oh, wow, I've just found it. You've added bonus tiles. Yes. Um, so the bonus tiles, um, if I rethink now and... The actual policy is that we want to just scale what exists 
In this case, we have deviated from that policy in the way that we made extra tiles and we're, we keep, lose, uh, we keep um, using them. Uh, but I mean, this also has an impact on the game because um, you have, you have a, for example, there's a seven power scroll which is kind of a new mechanic. So if you, if we actually wanted to make the game as normal as possible, uh, then it would probably be better to just double down on the scrolls that exist. And uh, yeah, and then some of them can be there uh, two times. But maybe that's also a bit... I don't know, boring, maybe that's... Not uh, ludicrous enough. <laughs> yeah, it's not ludicrous enough, but uh, <laughs> we already said that it's... Uh, <laughs> you already admitted that it only looks ludicrous and <laughs> maybe isn't. But this also comes with another issue. Um, there's the question, what is the overshoot of scrolls? So in a normal game, you have four plus three, so there's three left. So do we scale that and we're kind of we don't really know what to do and we're kind of doing a middle ground. So we usually, um, I think we were like two weeks ago, no, three weeks? No, two weeks ago, we had the last Weltmeister Pokal and uh, we had eight players and we played with eight plus four. But I think the year before we played with uh, 10 plus five or so. So we're not really settled there and I'm not I'm struggling to find a good reasoning what is the right mm. right uh, policy there Interesting interesting um yeah I would say to anyone listening if you are because there's a lot of really fun stuff here if you do join this discord server just to there's a a whole section called game rule discussions and a lot of and uh a lot of this has been discussed and there are pictures of all the bonus tiles and stuff so i would highly recommend just having a peruse even just to see these uh wacky looking bonus tiles and stuff um one thing to sort of talk more about is maybe the map so you mentioned adding hexes but you also have you have quite an interesting map for is it? Do you still use it? But you had it from from Chris Harris, right? That kind of combines the different maps together. Um, yes, exactly. So I actually have to remember how it started. I think I kind of glued them together. So so not physically glued, but digitally. And there were some weak spots for sure. And then Chris Harris helped me a lot to. Uh, to balance it out a bit um, and we played that map last year um, and I think it was quite good the problem was it was really too big we were 10 players this map was maybe good for 12 but for 10 it was really too big and I think at Ludicrous TM this is an special and especially big problem because um, so in that game, it was kind of okay. But even if the map is really big, players still tend to clump up in the middle. And then uh, it leads to having very vast uh, uh, lands that are inhabited and they get inhabited later. 
but for some factions, I believe like Fakirs or maybe, yeah, mainly Fakirs, this can be um, produce really overpowered um, scenarios where no one can stop you expanding in uh, like a fifth of the map that is almost empty. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so for that reason, I think uh, we are a bit uh, careful with um, scaling the map and not making it too big. Um, and this year, we actually, we were really um, strict with the pattern that we want seven, 27 hexes per player. So we were eight players and had 27. So this would be in total, this is 214 or so. Mm. Um, and for that, we just took a cutout of the, the map that we had and we laid paper on the uh, on the on the parts of the map that we're not playing on and then obviously we have some problem with the uh, with the balance maybe because we cut something off we don't know if it's balanced anymore but for that purpose I luckily have a random generator which is uh, we talked about that at the start but we don't want to talk about too much now but the thing is, this random generator makes quite balanced maps, or at least when you only play them once, it should be quite good. And I, we trust it more than we would trust any cutout of a existing map. So we we had this cutout. We used the random generator, and it told us where which color has to be at the start. And we laid uh, the transformer like the. Uh, transform what are these uh, when you transform a hex you lay something upon it it's a transform uh, oh token uh, or, like the little circle tokens yeah so you so you we had enough tokens and we laid them all around the map so we had a different color distribution and like the the algorithm does it quite fine that it's Quite good. Uh, yeah, so, just I, and, I will link to your uh, map generator stuff because, like you say, we can't spend too much talking about it. It's a topic for another time, but it is very cool. It's very impressive. Yeah, and I mean, this is also like a problem is solved for the future. We can always get a take any cutout that fits the right size, and then we use the random generator, and we get a map that is quite good. What I, what is just, I think it's my favorite thing about this whole stuff is certainly the map that Chris Harris gave you is a kind of conglomeration of the different existing maps. So your brain, you look at it and first of all, it just looks like a load of colored hexes, but then you sort of, your pattern recognition kicks in and I see like, oh, look down there. That, so that's fjords down there and then fjords suddenly morphs with base map or revised base or whatever it is and you're like oh that's revised base and then that bit there looks like fire and ice is that the fire and ice peninsula and you sort of start to realize that it's all your sort of the maps that you know and love and are like built into your brain all sort of joined together and it's a very 
uh it's a bit of a work of art this sort of yeah combined map that he made yeah so uh, i can say at this point there's no revised part there revised base part and i can i remember that because when i first posted this map in the discord there was a comment okay this is another proof that revised base is not a map <laughs> because i don't know for some reason this map has many haters uh or maybe maybe it's not many maybe they're just loud but i've not played revised for a long time as well so i I have no opinion at the moment. Um, yeah, so actually gluing existing maps together was, I think, the safest thing to do because, I mean, we kind of know that the existing maps have a okay balance. Um, and that, mean, that meant that we only have to uh, take care that the edges, so the, the inner edges uh, don't produce any unbalanced situations. But I think, I mean, this is already like dangerous. I mean, the I think these inner edges are probably enough to make a map completely broken for some sieves. Um, mm. so, so I'm just uh, speaking my mind now. Uh, or No, I'm just uh, speaking out what I currently think. I, I've never had these thoughts before. Um, sure. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't know. Maybe it's. I, I'm just saying. Maybe maybe this wasn't really a safe way to do it. But I mean, I'm what sure else if you played. You? Yeah, if you played it a lot, I'm sure patterns would emerge, same as as any map. But I think the other real benefit of this method is, like for me now, I've never played this, and I'm thinking like, okay, imagine I was halflings say and it's very overwhelming to know where to put my first dwelling but at least i can now go okay i so i know that brown might be good in this area because it's good on this map and it just gives you some um hint some idea of where to start with when you're faced with such a huge map if it was a huge totally new map it would be very difficult to know where to start uh yeah but for now it will always be a completely new map as we're using as we will we'll probably always use the random generator in the future uh, except maybe i mean at terra mysticon we want to set that up and for this i don't know if we get enough of these uh transform tokens because this costs a lot and usually like when we meet for the Weltmeister Pokal there's like three or four players that can bring their copies and we we will be fine with that i don't know how big the how many games will be for disposal at terra mysticon so we might maybe just play the chris harris map uh which would be fine yeah, something to something to discuss, I guess. Um, yeah, but I may maybe I even make a new map because I'm not really willing to bring that that map uh, to the plane to the airplane. So because it's it's hard to to keep safe, and maybe it's better to just print something new in Montreal. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's so. Let's sort of start. So yeah, I guess 
we haven't fully worked out our exact plans partly so we've talked but partly it's based on uh we still don't have a schedule is that correct from the from the mysticon organizers is that true and uh, as far as i know there's no final schedule yet uh, yeah i think i think that's i think that's correct which is um cool um but so we were talking about uh like it would be good that yeah if we if we could get a game of ludicrous tm going uh, over in montreal uh as we're both going to be at the convention um so we don't know exactly when and partly it depends on material like you said and also um the time taken to place so how how does the time taken scale because is it basically just it scales roughly linearly with the number of players is that about right uh that's a tough question i think uh so i would say about that maybe but i we maybe have too little data i think um and i think so if i compare it to games on board game arena i think games on board game arena are usually faster than table games or what do you think yes i think so i haven't played so, many table games but yes because if i if i um compare like two weeks ago we played five hours 15 with eight players and if i compare that to uh to a board game arena game this more looks like uh three times almost um but i think table games are usually two hours or longer um mm. Yeah, but but yeah. then still it looks more progressive than linear. But uh, uh, let me think. Like with, I think with ten players last year we were under six hours. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, it it always depends. I'm just saying, I mean, I, I posted that we should have seven hours to be safe. Um, but uh, there's actually, so probably there's no space for seven hours because of that. We already said maybe we play a game in several sessions. Uh, yeah, so something we said is perhaps we could. So I, I think for most people, the the sort of the thing that everyone will be playing, or most people will be playing, I imagine, will be the um, the World Open, which is kind of, I guess, the main sort of showpiece uh, event. Uh, and then, so th this is all open for discussion, and we're interested to hear what other people think who are attending. Um, but for example, we thought you could maybe have it running on one evening and then have sort of half the game say, well, it would be like three hours for a half, four hours, and then you could finish it in the following morning. And that would allow us to leave it set up uh, overnight, hopefully without sort of taking up um, space that is needed for other stuff. 
uh or if there was kind of an area that if there was enough room at the convention that we could leave it set up for a while it could be something that we could do over a couple of evenings so that is something that i guess will come down to uh how much interest there is what the what the tournament schedule is as well so that is still to be determined um so i guess um i think the the sort of the the way to do this is um we'll we'll probably have signups well we're going to talk about it and if you are interested in playing this please get in touch with uh me and um rkm and also just post on the terramistic on discord server if you're interested maybe we can make a thread or something and let's kind of talk about what people would be interested in we'll gauge how much interest is it going to be a a sort of seven or eight player game or is it going to be a 20 player game <laughs> and we'll work something out <laughs> yeah uh by the way if we are if we finish a game with 12 we have the world record ah uh, there's a name there's a target yeah. <laughs> the biggest ever game Imagine being a part of the biggest ever game of Terra Mystica. What a what a thing! Um, so anyway, I, I think as well, you know, there's going to be a lot going on at this at the convention, and um, you know, I, it's four days. I'm very excited to play Terra Mystica. I'm very excited to play other stuff. I want to play Blood on the Clock Tower. So fitting all of this in is going to be difficult for everybody. Um, so let's kind of have a conversation about it, maybe um, with you listening. We'll, we'll, we, yeah, we're sort of open to hear whether people are interested or not. I think it could be a really fun, uh, sort of ludicrous thing to do at this amazing convention, which I'm very excited for. Um, does does that sound about right? Do you think is what? What do you think about that? Um so so I think we don't know yet enough for the organizational things like mm. uh so I kind of think it's almost pointless to say things here now because um yeah. so yeah. we we only say we want to get it running and we will um try to get players involved and when we have players involved and we ask them what other plans they have during the con and we know when they have time then we can yeah we can think about when to play that and yeah and we all obviously also need information about uh material uh i mean i mean actually we only need i think for like for ninety percent of the material, two games will be enough. Uh, it's only it's only what? Let me think. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so if we wanted to play random generation, which we don't have to, we would need an absurd amount of uh, terraform tokens, but that's not that necessary. Um. Yeah, and there's some material that's a bit scarce, but I think with three game copies, we're kind of fine. 
But I mean, if we're 10 players, 10 players are usually playing three games. So this is just a normal use mm. in that way. Um, if we're 10, we don't know. Maybe we're seven, maybe we're 12. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe we're four. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so let's, yeah, get in. Basically, I think hopefully it's clear that we we don't know exactly what's going to happen here. So just uh get in touch with us if you like the sound of this and we will we will work something out um i've been very busy this summer so i haven't had much chance to organize stuff and my my main job now is to get this um episode posted as soon as possible so we can start talking about it and if it doesn't happen hopefully one day we will all make it to germany or somewhere else to to do a weltmeister pokal uh yeah. if we can't make it happen at um uh mysticon because i yeah i've i love this kind of yeah this this is a great thing that you've created it's really fun um so yeah get in touch um yeah. i get are, are you you so just quickly about mysticon in general you have you've got sort of quite big travel plans you're going on a big trip around canada afterwards are you are you excited for the convention and your your trip to canada uh yes i'm obviously i'm very excited uh actually um like this started okay the it actually started with the thing that my wife is having a a study abroad in korea um, and I wanted to visit her, uh, like from, yeah, from October starting. And then, yeah, I thought like, there's a lot of, lot of land between Korea and Europe and there's, uh, countries in Central Asia I, I can visit on the way. So make it a longer tour, but then suddenly it said, okay, there's this Terra Mysticon and it's in the end of september and i thought okay actually there's kind of no no way that there's any yeah there will not be any better time to attend this so i actually replanned and i'm not going through central asia i'm going through canada and taking the detour so you fly to are you flying to montreal and then getting the train across canada is that what your plan is Yes, uh, I will. In the end, I'll fly from Vancouver to Korea. Ah, oh, nice. That's going to be so good. How long do you have in Canada then? Um, I think it's five weeks. Ah, oh, that's going to be really good. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. What a great thing yeah. to do. I'm looking forward uh, to it. Um, actually, I don't... I kind of know little about North America or relatively little because kind of I'm not so much like North America kind of dominates pop culture or maybe today not so much anymore, but usually in my generation. But uh, I was always someone who didn't follow that too much. And uh, I, I think I know a lot less about North America than most other people do. Um, mm. Uh, yeah okay yeah that's interesting but, but at least there is um there's one thing i i love is uh to play table hockey and i think in canada there will be a way to play table hockey 
which is kind of a table version of hockey. Uh, oh yeah, like air hockey, air hockey. No, it's not air hockey. It's like with sticks under the table that move the players. It's uh, it's a bit like you know table football, but it's more it's a lot more complicated because every player figure has its own stick to move, and then the player itself has this hockey stick, and when you turn the stick under the player the player turns around so you can kind of shoot this way and you can also push ah. with the player too so there's um it's kind of a super complicated table football okay i i have seen this before i've never played it i'm just looking at a picture okay if anyone can recommend a place that we can go and play some table hockey in montreal there's another Thing that we can aim to do i'd love to yeah let's try and do that as well let's have a game of that somewhere <laughs> yeah is it is it's like montreal and quebec are they into hockey as much as the rest of canada i don't know oh uh, yes i think they are um okay but actually it seems like uh like table hockey on on the if i'm following like the the international like there's a there's a website where people can uh, write tournament results and there's uh, like Canada and North America has a lot less activity than Europe. So either they just don't write their, write their, uh, their tournaments there or there indeed is not as much, which would surprise me, but uh, I don't know. I will see. Mm, let us, yeah. Let us know Canadians. Yeah. How, what, how big is the, the scene for table hockey out there uh cool well uh, yeah i'm look. yeah it's been fun talking to you about all this i'm looking forward to uh meeting you anyway when we get out there we'll say hi and meeting everybody else is is there anything else you i'll i'll link to all of the stuff i think we could talk for much longer about like strategy and stuff but let's leave that for another time is there anything else in particular that you wanted to mention about uh ludicrous tm or weltmeister pokal or or the convention and anything in particular uh yeah so about weltmeister pokal one thing is um so if i want to say that our goal is to usually have it on the second weekend of september and as soon as someone from far away makes any plans around that should just tell me. And at this point we will fix that date for sure. Otherwise, if uh, we might, if some players cannot attend on that date, we might reschedule. But as soon as someone says, okay, I'm traveling there um, for that date, we will fix it. Uh, I can promise that. Um, and also we, we decided on a new, um like um if you're attending for the first time we give you some wish for the settings so you can uh you can um submit one wish for the settings and we will play it in this year a bit like that so um oh nice so this is a new idea uh so Till last year, we always made it. We made a poll and asked all players, "What do we want to do?" But obviously, then it's a lot like the same every year. Or 
I, I should say that many players in my community are very neutral about that. And I think the new policy is to mix it up, to have it a, a bit different, but we have like a base settings that we orient on. Like, so the base settings will be fire and ice factions, landscape, usually no extra final scoring. Yeah, and the map is obviously, we talked about that. So, and if you're attending for the first time and you have one wish to change something about that, we will do that in that year. Um, nice. So if you wish this time without landscape or this time, uh, yeah, I don't know, fan factions would be kind of a double wish and I really have to, <laughs> uh, including fan factions. So I don't, I don't really know all of them yet and maybe there's some issues. Maybe if you're traveling I, I from really, really tell, far, maybe really, really far. Point, and don't forget, there's also merchants. We could play merchants. Sure. Okay. Yeah. But that's <laughs> maybe if you're like traveling from the Netherlands, you don't get to decide fan factions. You have to be coming from a lot further for to stipulate that. Uh, maybe. So I don't know. Maybe I would. So. I would decide that then. If someone from the Netherlands wants to play fan factions, uh, maybe maybe we would do it then. Okay, I would okay, say okay. We wouldn't listen to him. Uh, actually, I think it doesn't matter from how far you're coming. If you're there the first time, I would say we do if it. If you're like new, yeah. Uh, okay. But if you're uh, coming from far, we will fix the date. This. yeah sorry it's the new player bonus that you get yeah sorry no it's the it's new player gets to add some settings yeah sure sure um good one yeah get involved people have a look and talk to us about getting this happening at mysticon uh cool good one nice to nice to talk to you thanks very much yeah thank you for the talk for the podcast <laughs> Yeah, I'll get it up as soon as possible, hopefully. Uh, see you later. See you in a, well, uh, how long now? A couple, not long, a few weeks, a few weeks. Yeah, it's uh, 17 days. Oh, wow. Come on. It's going to be so good. Right. See you soon then. <laughs>